0: Hello, everybody. I'm Flood the Drummer. Thanks for being tuned into the Drumming for Justice podcast. It's Thursday, May 10th. The big story out of Philadelphia is that a jury has awarded the largest civil verdict against a city police officer in Philadelphia history. Today, Philadelphia jurors gave $10 million to an Oxford Circle man who was wrongfully imprisoned for more than three years based upon the officer's false testimony. Joining me to discuss this is my partner in crime, Ikey Raw, host of Raw Talk with Ikey Raw on Anchor. Hello, Ikey. Thanks for joining me.
1: Good evening. Hello, hello, everybody.
0: Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, depending on what time you're hearing this. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You're, you're, uh,
1: you know, I'm not always politically correct. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, uh, Shalom.
0: Shalom. So, look, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this story off the air. Or, I mean, you literally just sent this to me about an hour ago and i was like this is gonna make a great conversation and so what the listeners were here today is our genuine first response to this story um and, and and to that point what's your reaction
1: well basically uh i mean it's i had different i had different reactions as i was reading the story mm-hmm. then, uh my first reaction was the bell we talk about the bell five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar bell you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So that, that's the first thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And let me read that to, for the listeners who, just for a little context, the money that we were talking about, the Oxford Circle man, his name is actually Kanifa Boozer. He's 33, and he was held in jail on a $500,000 bail while he awaited trial for allegedly firing a gun at Officer Ryan Waltman. Uh, and I think this took place in 2014.
1: Yeah, January 22nd, 2011. Oh, 2011. Uh, yeah, he got found not guilty in 2014 in September. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it happened in January 2011. He sat the three years and eight months in jail.
0: Jesus, on a half a million dollar bail.
1: Yep, all because this cop said he fired a gun at him. And, you know, the whole time his friend was in another car who fired the gun in the air. Mm-hmm. Never never investigated, never did anything. Just said, no, you're our man. You're going down for this. Never looked for any other sus, any, any. no witnesses, anything. Yeah, so, so this man sat in jail for three years and eight months, and the city today uh, awarded him a settlement of $10,000, uh, 10, uh, 10 sorry, 10000000 million.
0: Yeah, and it said that he will likely not get the entire uh, $10 million. Uh, uh, he might not get the entire $10 million. Uh, attorney Alan uh, Yadvin said the city will probably not be held liable for $5 million in punitive damages included in the verdict. Uh, this article on philly.com goes on to say a decade ago and what had been one of the biggest jury verdicts in the police case jurors awarded five million but the plaintiff eventually settled for 500,000 that's a big goddamn drop <laughs> i'm awarded five million but i settled for 500,000
1: but just showed yeah you no no go ahead i just showed you that you know people you put people in those kind of situations man Pe- people need that money they need to recoup i mean just think about Sitting in jail. This man, this man was working at a Home Depot, I believe, right? Yes. uh Uh-huh. Right. He was employed, living his life. No, did nothing wrong, but had to sit for over three years. Over three years. Over three. This man, let me put this in context for a lot of people. This man sat in jail longer, possibly than Thef Williams is going to be in prison, the former DA of Philadelphia, who's in federal prison right now. Theft Williams could be home in less than three years or eight months. And this man sat longer than that yes. for nothing at all. And
0: Theft Williams is in jail serving a five-year uh, prison sentence for corruption. He was indicted on 23 counts of corruption, I believe, and, and eventually just pled to one account uh, of, of bribery. But yes, your point is well taken. Um, you know, Aki, as I'm reading this story, there's a lot that stands out. But one of the things that uh, that really stuck me... Uh, that stuck out to me was about uh, four paragraphs or four sentences into this article. Again, this article was on Philly.com. Uh, it says, um, and, and and this is Levant, uh, re- re- uh, regarding the lawyer, uh, the lawyer at Levant, uh, Robert Levant, who was Boozer's attorney. Levant said the case was not properly investigated, That that Boozer was obviously innocent, and that while he was behind bars on the false testimony of police, his mother and sister died. Boozer, who worked at Home Depot at the time of his arrest and aspires to be a barber, uh, sat alongside LeVant at the news conference but declined to comment. Lawyers for the city contended that Waltman made an honest mistake in accusing Boozer of, of firing a gun. Mike Dunn, a spokesman for the mayor, Kinney, said the city was, quote, examining all of our options at this time and plan to appeal. So even after all of that, the city's still going to say, well, we weren't in the wrong. We're going to appeal. We don't want to pay this money
1: out unbelievable unbelievable and you know once again flood and you know where aggie raw is going with this where is the outrage where is the outrage from our black leaders from our black community leaders from our black this was a black man
0: i mean we didn't we didn't say that in the beginning but i think it was implied because of because of the narrative of the case this was a black man that this officer accused him of and the officer of course was white correct
1: well, I, I don't know. I think the officer was white. His name sounds kind of—I don't know. I mean, I—I I, I don't know. I just know that the officer, you know, was Ryan
0: Waltman. Of, That's a white name to me, <laughs> but I mean,
1: Ryan it, Ryan Waltman. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it might be. It could be. And the area. gentleman
0: was definitely black. This is definitely a black man we're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah the gentleman is black. Kanifa is black. He's definitely a black man uh, who was charged, uh, you know, uh, wrongly, 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 wrongly accused and sat in jail for over three years. It's just like you said, flooded, And that's where I was going, too. Like I said, it was different layers. He lost his mom, and he lost his yeah. sister in prison. And yeah. for, 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 for those of you who don't know, I mean, I lost my sister in prison. Mm. And, and she, she was in a tragic car accident. Neff, that's enough nef mom. I lost my sister in prison. And the way that it goes in prison, you know, you have to pay them. You have to pay the prison to take you to your family's... Uh, what? Whether you, yes, yes. If, if, he was in the county jail because he wasn't convicted of the crime. So this is how it goes in the county jail. If they have to send two COs with you, right, Flood? Yeah. So your family has to pay for the time that those COs will be paid. So say, for instance, those COs make $10 an hour. And it takes, say, you know, it it would take six hours, you know, for them to take you there and bring you back. So that would be $60 times two, $120. Your family would have to pay that. And And there's another fee on top of that that your family has to pay. And you only can go to the viewing flood. You can't even go to the funeral. You only can go view the body. Why? Because that's just the, now. I don't know the change. This was in two thousand one when I was in the Philadelphia County uh, jails. I don't know. I don't know if the rules changed, but you only could attend the uh, viewing. And the, you know, because my sister's accident was so tragic, my mom. You know, she she didn't really know, and uh, you know, in enough time was she going to have an open casket or not, and you know, to have a viewing. Mm-hmm. So I never even went. I, I you know, I never even attended the service at all. Wow. So I, I just want people to know that that man sat in prison. I don't know if he attended the services for his mom and his sister, but I can guarantee you if he didn't attend the services, that played a major part because his family probably couldn't afford the funds to pay. You understand what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. deep, man. It's deep. And he had to sit there thinking about that. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Hmm. It's crazy. See, when I read stories like this, you know, all the time, and that's why a lot of people, they probably, why he all, he get all hyped Because I've been there. I know I, I can feel this man's pain. Understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when you lose a level in the prison, especially when you're sitting there. Now, when I was in jail, I was, I was in prison for something that I did. But he was in prison for something that he was falsely accused of. And just like you said, the city is still fighting this. They're still saying, we're going to appeal. Where I, I, my question is, when did they find out they had the wrong man? Was it at the trial three and a half years later? You mm. know, when, when he told you guys from the beginning, this is the man you need to go look for. This is the man who did it. He's my friend. He would tell you he shot the gun in the air. We weren't mm-hmm. shooting. No one shot at a police officer. Like and it says police- in the article, Aiki, that at his trial in 2014,
0: another man did testify that he, not Kanifa, fired the gun in the air and not at of the officer.
1: Right. And that, that's what I was t- I'm trying to uh, get his name. Uh, just give me one second.
0: Last segment, we were talking about the friend of, of Kanifa who had said, and testify that he and not at the officer, but just as amusement. His name was Bruno Rosales. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Rosales.
1: Yeah, was, yeah, Bruno Rosales.
0: Rosales. And they said that when he testified at the court, um, or I should say when 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 uh he had been told that Bruno did it, they didn't investigate.
1: Right. They didn't investigate at all. And he told them that from day one. And, and you know, and my, my thing is this: why didn't they investigate? Mm-hmm. You know, we always hear these stories about, you know, the men, and, men and women who are falsely accused. And they say, I told law enforcement, they won. They had the wrong person, but they mm-hmm. didn't follow up on it. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. question is, why? This
0: makes me think about the Tamayo McDuffie case. And, uh, you know, Tamayo McDuffie, I, I will never forget that case. It was 2014, about this time, May of 2014, when I got involved in it. Uh, this was a 17-year-old boy in the Homersburg section of Philadelphia who was, uh, living with his 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 mom and his two sisters he was the man of the house the mom was working a grave night shift I think at a at a hotel or something at the time and uh, his next door neighbor Maria Colon had a history of making false accusations she accused a member of her family of rape she appeared to be mentally unstable she said that somebody broke into her house and turned the stove on without lighting the pilot attempting to fill the house up with gas and, and to kill her And uh, that her seeing eye dog, because mind you, she's blind, her seeing eye dog chased the bad guy out and called the police. This was a national story, got national attention about the seeing eye dog chasing out this burglar. Uh, The police came. She said she recognized the voice as a next-door neighbor, the 17-year-old. The police came, did almost zero investigation. Within a few hours, they put Tamayo's face on the news, and he was in CFCF with an $800,000
1: bail. Same thing, Flood, you see? No investigation because it's a black man. If it's a black man, he's automatically guilty at mm-hmm. the end of the day. This mm-hmm. is the injustice system that we speak about all the time. This is something that I know you're very passionate about, just like everyone who follows you and knows you understands that this is what we say. When we say, you know, um, no good cops in the, in, in, in the no good cops in the racist system. Understand, it's not about just being racist. It's about doing the right thing, man. I'm mm-hmm. quite sure some mm-hmm. of these fellow officers knew that these people aren't committing these crimes, but they turn the other way. They don't say anything, man. That's what we say when we, you're not a great cop. You're not a good cop. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, man, we, 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 have to make, we have to start making changes, man. So shout out to district attorney, Larry Krasner, who, you know, unfortunately wasn't in, in the office in enough time to do something about this case. But, you know, you, as you see now, more people are starting to come home. You know, more convictions are getting overturned. You know, more people from the Post-Release Conviction Act are coming home. And you know, I, I just think it's a it's a good thing what's happening, man. It's going to take time, man. But I, I do believe that one day, you know, all this, I don't think one day it will all be, you know, rectified where people are not falsely accused and thrown in prison. But I think one day it will get better. I think the numbers will go down, the percentages. People will start investigating more and starting to believe, you know, black people when you say, listen, I didn't do this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. No? Mm -hmm. Speaking of
0: the district attorney's office, uh, Ben Waxman, a spokesman for district attorney Laya Krasner, who was not in office when Boozer was arrested, said the office planned to review uh, Boozer's civil and criminal cases and determining how to handle cases involving Waltman moving forward. Ryan Waltman still works for the Philadelphia Police Department, earning $75,000 a year.
1: Um, I mean, (laughs) let's do the math on that, Flood. For, for he, now, uh, Mr. Boozer sat in jail for three years. Officers receiving seventy-five grand a year, so that's two hundred and twenty-five thousand, say plus another thirty-seven. So that's almost say about
0: over more than more than a quarter of a million dollars over the time that he's been sitting in prison.
1: Oh, exactly. And the city's going to sit up here and say that they're going to, you know, appeal this decision. Unbelievable! Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, and it says that the city was not named as a, as a, um, the city was not named as a, as a defendant. defendant. Right. Uh, so does that mean that the Waltman, I mean, the city still has to pay this money out though, right?
1: Right. The city has to pay the money out. And th- that's why I was kind of, you know, confused that because if the city wasn't the defendant, like who, who did they sue? Mm-hmm. Like they're saying the city awarded the $10 million judgment, but I- I'm trying to find out because I know someone was sued 5 million for punitive damages. And somebody was sued five million um for uh, for some other damages. Well, so they were both they were
0: both against Waltman. According to the article, it says the jury's award five million for punitive damages and five million in compensatory accompli- accompli- damages was against Waltman because the city was not named as a defendant. Waltman was represented by a city attorney, uh, by a city attorney in the case. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. I did read that part. You you you're right, Fletcher. So that's what I'm trying to say. So is he responsible for the? Uh, so why is they say the city has to pay it? The city
0: I, that's, is, not, I, I, that's just something that we got to look deeper into because it's, it's likely. I've never heard of an of a, of a individual cop having to pay right. out a settlement,
1: right? That's what I'm saying. Like, you ain't no damn way, he don't have no five million or ten million dollars, right? So, is y'all gonna try to let this man die? He's gonna be 60 80 years old and die without getting a dime from the city. Well, like, what do you know I have
0: long argued that police officers should be held individually accountable for wrongful death shootings, wrongful arrests. You know, false testimony. It should be their pensions, their homes, their assets should be liquidated. And that no expense should be, you know, spared.
1: Yeah, you've been a strong proponent of, the, of that flood. Yes, you, you have absolutely. Why,
0: why, why should we now have to find ten million dollars to pay for this settlement when we got to find and raise taxes on almost everything to pay for schools? You know, we never have ever heard. Let's raise taxes so we can afford to pay for bad cops. You never heard that pitch. You never heard the pitch that said we got to raise taxes because we got to pay for for wrongful death lawsuits. There's always money for bad cops, right? But there's never money for good kids.
1: Never, never money for good kids. Never money for the homeless. Never money for you know uh, after school funding. You know they're closing after school programs. They're closing schools. So I mean, I'm, come on, Flood. This is this is this is. I mean, we we I mean we've been on this. I me. I, I, no, I ain't even going to go there. I ain't even no, going to go there. No, go what?
0: But, what? No, nah, nah, I'm just Like, <laughs> right,
1: this is the shit I've been saying for years, man. Listen, between 2013 and 2016, the city of Philadelphia averaged 9.7 million per year to resolve dozens of police-related civil rights cases filed in civil court. According to city figures, and in fiscal year 2017 to 18, which ends June 30th, the city budgeted 44 flood 44.0 million for 44.9 for, million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, 44.9 million. 44.9 million
0: to cover payouts and lawsuits against all agencies. That's insane.
1: Meaning Bolser's payout alone would account for 22% of that total. Wow. Wow. Let me read that again, Flood. The city budget, which ends June 30th, next month this 10 million was included in that budget. That city budget, everybody who's listening, the city of Philadelphia, we I know we have plenty of people listening from Arkansas, Australia, you know, Cleveland, Colorado, Hawaii, listen to what Philadelphia is doing. While, while they're raising uh, uh, property taxes and they're raising sugar taxes and stuff like this, they're paying forty four million from 2017 to 18 for to cover payouts and lawsuits against all agencies. Mm. all agencies flat
0: that and in other words they have 44 million dollars and cover your ass money
1: like, yes just sitting there for one year for one year Damn. from 17 to 18 that's
0: a lot of fucking money
1: 44 for these cops
0: so how about and not just you know, cops, get, but any agency fire department right. uh, human relations commission streets department
1: all kind of shit parking authority
0: I would love so to about, look at that number in other cities and see what what they compare, like wh- how that compares to dollar amounts in other cities, um, and how they kind of like liability. Because in, in, in the case, it's liability money, cover your ass money. In case some right, right. some shit goes down, we got some bread,
1: petty cash,
0: petty cash. There you go. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and, and, and it's sad, man, because I, and that's the frustration of citizens, you know, residents of the city, like myself, like you, like many others, and we because we know. Like, the city, the people that are in control of the money are not allocating the money the way it should be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If you guys have $44.9 million, $44.9 million to pay because of your agencies of Philadelphia have been, you know, whatever it was, sexual assault claims, you know, murder, you know, false arrests, whatever. They have the money there to pay it. Let me ask you, I can just estimate how, how how much
0: do you think it would cost to put a new basketball court up in every rec center in the city?
1: Every rec center in the city, every a new basketball court, you're talking about two courts, full court, or just one court, one court.
0: Uh, let's say two courts, one on each one on each 10.
1: I would I would just say this, and I and I know this is not going to be the amount, it'll be way less than this, but I'm just gonna say this, Fla 1 million dollars. I would think it would be more, really. No, it was like, no a basketball court flood. You know how much. It, but see, the thing about Philadelphia, now, I, the question that you asked to put in every rec center, you that's the rec centers that are open. Mm. Huh? Mm-hmm. We have a lot of rec centers that are closed. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. So if you take $1 million, not only could you put basketball courts in those rec centers, with ping pong tables and pay for tutors, you mean to help the kids do their work homework after school programs you know what I mean not only could you do that, you can also open the rec centers that have closed rec centers in Frankfurt that have been closed for years, powell centers police have allegedly, maybe the police were not here falsely accusing people and, and killing people you know maybe they the city wouldn't have to use that money and they could use that money to keep the kids off the streets. Maybe young William Bethel would still be alive today if this is his alleged uh, killer. Could go somewhere, you know, when they got out of school, and you know, play basketball, or you know, got help with their homework, or had an after-school, you know, job. They can job training. They can go to stuff like that. But, yeah, but like, well, you know, on, man.
0: well, you know, for me, man, this story just really resonates in the sense that uh, I think it is. You know, sometimes when when I'm writing on police stories or I'm challenging the police commissioner or whoever, you know, they always would say, "Well, are you second guessing the police?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." And why do we pretend that the police shouldn't be second-guessed? First of all, everything should be second-guessed. Everything you do in your life, you should go, "Hey, I really, should I be doing this? Is this the right thing to do? Critical decision-making. But particularly the people in our society who have the power of life and death should absolutely be second-guessed. Was this necessary? Did you need to do this? Did you exhaust all options before using reasonable force? Absolutely, we should be second-guessing them. And not only should we be second-guessing them, we should not be taking their word as absolute truth. Police officers can lie, and they do lie.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's been documented over the years. I mean, if, I, I just want to ask someone who's ever asked you, are you second-guessing the police? You know, ask them. When you go to your doctor your doctor said, listen, Mr. Whatever-your-name-is from 2nd of Flood, you need surgery. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to need emergency surgery, or you're going to die next week. Aren't you going to ask your doctor, hey, doc, are you sure? Hey, what's going on? Maybe I should get a second opinion. We got it. The, the term second opinion is germane to the medical industry. That you, you should always get a second
0: opinion. You should always second guess that initial statement by a doctor.
1: Why should a police officer shoot a black man in his back and have the police union have a hearing to give him his job back? Why should an officer frame a man, have him sit in jail for three-plus years, and still be allowed to work? This mm-hmm. makes no sense, Flood. Mm-hmm. If, if Flood, if on your job, you're a great journalist. You do what you have to do. If you put out a story that was not, you know, factual and, you know, your higher-ups, even though you're independent, you have people that, you know, whatever the case may be, you have people that put your stories out there that yeah. depend on you to put factual shit out there. So they depend on you. So if you put something out there that's not great and they come to you and say, Flood, what the fuck are you doing? We can't have you doing this. It's basically, you're basically shooting a black man in his back. Mm. Okay? We have to let you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They will fire you. They will fire me. So why aren't the police officers held to the same standard as average people? Because they are. I mean, just because they're an officer. They should be held to a higher standard. Right. I mean, basically. But you know what I mean? I, I'm just saying. No, I see not, what you
0: mean. But we actually hold we hold police officers to a lower standard than right. the average citizen.
1: But but and people don't get it. And that's the point. They should be hired. They should be held at a higher standard. But, you know, some people say, well, you know, they're police. Officers. They have a job to do. Yes, they have a job. Do your job. Don't lie on people. Don't frame people. Don't shoot unarmed black men in the back. Don't do that. Yeah. To me, I'm not saying that a, the
0: job of a police officer is easy. I would never assert that. But I would say it is very simple. It is very easy not to be a corrupt police officer. To your point, all you have to do is not lie, not cheat, not steal, not use excessive force, and not shoot at people, any people, but particularly not black people, not shoot at them when they're running away and not posing a threat. Th- those are really easy things to do. It's not as if that's a compelling thing thing that you wake up say oh my god i need to fucking lie today you should be able to control yourself
1: absolutely i mean and you know like we say all the time do i think every police officer wakes up saying i'm going to kill a black man today i'm going to frame someone today no you know but you do have some officers who get into a situation and they feel as though this can be my promotion this can get me in the paper this can get the press you know but this is the bus this is the one that'll make me look good and it's not, it's not, it's fucking up lives. You know You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't do that, officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just want to say this right now. And people might say, oh, come on, I get wrong. But I just want to give a shout out to the, all the Philadelphia, not even Philadelphia, all the police officers who are officers worldwide, who wake up every day and do the right thing, mm-hmm. do their job, mm-hmm. never framed anyone, never, you know, crossed the line. You know, I I don't care about you pulling somebody over and you ain't give them a ticket and all. That's, I mean, that's cool, too. We appreciate that. You stop somebody with drugs before you ain't lock them up. That's all cool. We love that. We know it's officers out there like that. I've I've had interactions with officers when I've had guns on me, drugs on me, and they didn't lock me up. So I know it's officers out here that, you know, not with the bullshit. But you do have some that are fucking disgraceful and do not need to be pitted on their uniform. I'm speaking to them right now. I'm yeah. the ones I'm speaking. I'm speaking to the Ryan Poundouts. Mm. I'm speaking to the, to the Ryan uh, who, who, the in here. Ryan Wattman. <laughs> right, it's ironic that both names are Ryan because when I first seen the name Ryan, I'm like, what? a brother be be now It's like, no, Ryan now, Walt- Can you imagine
0: if this was Poundout? And of course, Ryan Poundout is the Philadelphia police officer, so- former Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed David Jones on June 8th of 2017. Hard to believe that we're coming up on a mm-hmm. year uh, of that. And, uh, wow. you know, aki that'll also that'll soon mark a year that I've known you. I haven't even known you a year. People would, might not believe that they hear us talking and our chemistry, but we haven't known each other long.
1: Nah, nah, not at all. We got, I'm, I'm going to tell you the day we met. We met on June the 14th. Mm-hmm. That's when we met, I'm going to tell you. Because I was setting up the protests and everything like that, and, you know, shout out to Isaiah Thomas. You know, he said, look, you know, you gonna do? I said, yeah, man. I do protest, man. I said, man, look, he shot the ball in the back, and nobody saying shit. He said, well, look, call my man. He said, Anton Moore, call Anton Moore, call Flood. You no know, Flood got the uh, you know, he said tech, he said uh, uh tech book, tech book. That's all I heard was tech book. Mm-hmm. Tech book. he said, yeah, you know, he do this. I said, all right, and you know, that's how it was. You know, we we linked up every since then, and you know, it's, it's it's, it's so ironic for people that don't know like me, me and Flutter are actually you know related like you know what I'm saying like like <laughs> full disclosure
0: like, <laughs>
1: right right full the di- full disclosure we found that Uncle Bobby's like you know what I'm saying like it's, it's 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 crazy but you know we're we're actually cousins you know and you know and and it is, and, it, and it's crazy because when we, when we linked up you know we met we was cool everything was cool like I said I never felt like you was trying to I mean get over on me I never felt you was telling me some bullshit like you put me onto a lot of shit that. A lot of motherfuckers who were renamed nameless, you know what I'm saying, would never put me on or never kept the being with me. And that's why I fuck with you from day one. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that's what it is. Like and, and you have seen it in me.
0: I can run our last segment where you were kind of taking us through a trip through uh down memory lane, which I guess is appropriate because it's Thursday, so that was a throwback Thursday moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. I I I thought I was getting too emotional. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But no, yeah. yeah, like, you know, like I say, yeah, we coming up on the year. You know what I mean? Uh, So, you know, shout out to the David Jones family. You know, everybody, Tiffany, I mean, Gloria, I mean, his mom, um, daughter, means his dad, Tommy, and everybody, and sister. But, yeah, like, you know. It's been quite it. the year. Man, we did a lot, man. We did a lot of shit, man. We did, we, we was on the radio. We was, you know what I'm saying? We did a <laughs> show. I mean, some shit that we didn't think we was going to do, but we did it. Fuck it. Like, you know I'm saying? We didn't think it was going to last as long as it did, but, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you I mean, we, we go down to history from that shit, you know what I mean? About that, you
0: know? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. But yeah, we did a lot, man. Like, we got a lot of shit changed, man. It's a lot of a lot of shit going on, man. Like, I, can I shoot on home for a minute, Flood?
0: I'm not going to do it, so you might as well. <laughs>
1: everybody don't know, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, like, the, the, you know, the David Jones, I mean, coalition, I mean, whatever you want to call it, man, everybody that was involved with, you know, getting justice for David Jones, man, like, uh the mayor, Mayor Kenney, everybody, you know, wouldn't you know see what's going on in the city? Tyrese Carlisle, you know what I mean, who was uh, a black man who was handicapped, he was the walk of the walk. He was killed uh, by four Philly police officers on August eighth, um, twenty seventeen. And Mayor Kenny put out a statement. He got killed on a Friday. Mayor Kenny put out a statement Saturday night saying, um, you know, it was you know what happened to the family, you know, woo-woo woo. woo, woo. But I said to Flood, I said Flood, look at this. I said, when you ever see Mayor Kennedy put out a statement after a black man been shot by a cop, right? I said, only reason why he did it because what? We just ran down on him a couple times, you know. Uh, you know he had a, you know he was at the free library, interrupted- ran down
0: on him and everybody else, <laughs> exactly.
1: him and everybody else. And I said it's because of us. I said it's because of us, Flood. He put that statement out, man. So I yeah,
0: said, yeah, not just that statement, but that the mayor committed you know, post the David Jones shootings that he would comment on every officer involved shooting that takes place right. in the city. And oh, that yeah, they yeah. would re- aim to release the officer's name, you know, 72 hours in advance, which was the Department of Justice uh, recommendation.
1: Yeah, I was getting to that part. That, that You know, that was part of the whole, uh, you know, uh, Brandon Tate Brown situation. Like, you know what I'm saying with that? like that. Yeah. You know, that's why the officer's name had to be released within 72 hours. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's because of the, act- the activism and the stuff people was doing as well. I mean, at the end of the day. So, don't just think that when people out here, you know, cursing and shouting and saying that, that stuff not getting changed and stuff ain't getting done behind the scenes. I mean, we just not the ones that, you know, well, I'm no me and Flood not the ones that wanna publicize and you know take credit and recognition for, you know, stuff that got done behind the scenes that people don't know that, you know, we were a part of. So we never gonna say exactly what we've done and what we've been doing, but I mean it is what it is. Just flourish off of what we've been doing and enjoy it. That's all.
0: Yeah. And to your point, to make this conversation full circle, the shooting of Tyrese Carlisle and even potentially the David Jones shooting, you know, we could be back here in six to eight months talking about city settling with them and the right. jury, you know, a jury award in the family of Tyrese Carlisle and David Jones, a settlement for wrongful death. Uh, Cause yeah. clearly David Jones didn't deserve to die. Um, you know, and, and for those who are listening who, who have not seen the shooting, you know, Google David Jones shooting Philadelphia, and watch the footage. You'll see a, a you know a young black man running away, running for his life, fra- away from a cop uh, who uh, shot him in his back, uh, dead center, and who you know years prior had shot another black man while he was running away. So you know, to me, all of these things are connected. the 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 This case that we're talking about with Mr. Boozer, uh, David Jones, is all connected to a police culture where where they're allowed to 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 act, whether it's shoot or lie and ask questions or don't ask questions later.
1: Right, exactly. It's been going on for way too long, Flo. And, I mean, I think it's time that, you know, the citizens, the residents of Philadelphia, they're seeing it. They're seeing that their voice can make a change. They're seeing that, you know, their voice can make a difference. You know, not only, you know, let me just say this real quick. Shout out mm-hmm. to uh, Second District Councilman, Kenyatta Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I went to City Council today, man, and, you know, you know, when all the council people talk, you know, at that, you know, the bills and everything And councilman K out Johnson was talking about, you know, the whole tax, you know, you know, raising taxes on, you know, people's housing and everything like that. And he literally said to the rest of the council people, some of you might not be back next year. If you are supporting these tax hikes, because you have people who living in these neighborhoods, with the gentrification and stuff like that, he said, he said, yes, this was his words. He said, yes, we do want the redevelopment, but we don't want to be kicking people out. He said, you have people who've been living there for years. They're living right next door to someone who just moved in a month ago and taxes on the house than they are mm-hmm. and they have to move. He's like, they can't afford it. So he just straight up let him know. I said, wow. I said, I never heard, you know, council people, let them know. Like, this is real. Yeah. you know I mean, Council, councilman dom pretty much followed followed up on what he said after that mm.
0: well i'm waiting for the council person who's going to come out and really speak to this policing stuff because you know and shout out to councilman johnson that's a good thing but this the city council here in this city is far too quiet when it comes to policing matters and and they can re, they can introduce resolutions about everything else i'd like to hear a resolution introduced that would put the liability on individual police officers for these settlements and stop going after the taxpayers money Because, you know, again, if we're talking about alleviating the burden from taxpayers, you know, uh, property taxes is one thing, but paying these settlements is also a burden to taxpayers because that's who's paying this out,
1: right? You can say the
0: city pays it, but it's really taxpayer dollars.
1: Absolutely, I mean, that's another thing as well. I mean, because you know, off the well, I I, I was about to say off the record again.
0: (laughs) No, it's on the record, (laughs)
1: right? But I mean, you know, you know, you know, I was talking to some people. uh, I mean, you know, as far as the you know whole. Police officers being able to get their job back through the union. Shit like that is being worked on through the oh, yeah. program and all that. Like, yeah. So just to let people know, like, you know, me and Flood don't just sit around and just be, I mean, talking shit and saying shit. Like we really when you when you sit down and yeah, yeah, we could be in the street saying, fuck the police and everything like that. But you still gotta be able to have, you know, conduct yourself, I mean, at the table. You still gotta be able to conduct yourself when you gotta talk to people and get shit done. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. You gotta be able to, you know. You mean you got a jack of all trees, as I call it. Absolutely.
0: Ike, any last thoughts on this story that we spent, the, uh, spent a good portion of this evening talking about? The story yep. of Kanifa Boozer. He's now 33. He was held in jail for about, roughly three years on a $500,000 bail while he awaited trial. Uh, when he finally testified at his trial, uh, there was another gentleman, uh, his friend, who testified that he fired the gun in the air uh, and not at of the officer. He was acquitted. He now receive the $10 million settlement, but probably won't receive all of that money. Any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I I just want to say, you know, um, well, congratulations on the settlement. You know, fortunately, you know, he had to go through something like that. And I just really wish that, you know, D.A. Larry Krasner is listening, which I know, you know, they'll probably listen to this later or whatever. But anybody who can, you know, step up and say, listen, we need to start, you know, investigating and taking this more seriously to the, you know, to the public defender's office as well. Shout out to mm. Keira Gray, Karen Bradford Gray, because she does a hell of a job. Uh, and I'm quite sure that, you know, may- maybe this case slipped through the cracks and she didn't see it because I'm quite sure that she, you know, she was saying something like this before when people are falsely accused and they're telling people, well, I have a witness that, you know, somebody need to go interview. And, you know, the public defender's office don't have the resources to have the people to go interview them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the cops are not going to do it. So, I mean, you got to look at this. This could be one of those cases. So, you know, I'm not going to harp too much on it, but I just want to say we need to start looking at these cases real seriously understanding that, you know, everyone black is not guilty. And when they say they're not guilty, we need to start looking at what they're saying. And Mm -hmm. if it finds out, you know, we look into it and they are lying, then, you know, yes, they have to deal with the consequences. And
0: shout out to Meek Mill. He certainly was a victim of testimony and being in prison for false testimony. He's free now. But he certainly falls in line with that, and and it remains to be seen whether he'll sue the city.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and he should. I mean, because at the end of the day, the officer that initially locked Meek Mills up in 2007 is one of those officers. The officer who
0: initially locked Meek Mill up was uh, Reginald Graham. He's a part of that list that we referenced earlier of the 29 cops who uh, were deemed to corrupt to testify.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that's what's going on here in Philadelphia. You have police officers. Who are too corrupt to testify, they can only testify if can they're you supervised. Imagine that,
0: just saying that alone. We have police officers who are too corrupt to testify, but they still have a job. Some of them still pulling in $75,000 a year.
1: Where's the outrage? Where is the outrage? Where are people saying is consistent this consistent
0: really? outrage? Like the outrage every day, not for a one protest and then go, where's that consistent outrage, the consistent talking about it? The, the You know, you know, people will say you and I sometimes like it can be myopic because we we keep talking about David Jones. We keep talking about police. But if we didn't talk about it, where would the voices be in
1: this city? Nowhere. No, no, one. No one has the guts. No one has the courage. No one has the gall. You know, a lot of people are too worried about being, like I say all the time, not want to hurt. Feelings. You're not hurting someone's feelings if you're telling the truth. One thing about Flood the drummer, Ike, Raw, we don't lie on people. If you're doing something wrong, we're going to let you know what the fuck you're doing wrong, whether you like it or not. When you're doing something right, we'll let you know what you're doing right. It goes Mm -hmm. both ways. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want the praises, when you're doing something great, you got to take the negativity when you're doing something bad. Chip up or chip out, as they say. (laughs) well, tell people where they can follow you
0: online and and how they can hear your uh, uh, audio on Anchor
1: uh Ike raw um twitter ikey raw one nine seven seven instagram uh at north philly Ike raw facebook Ike raw i-k-e-y-r-e-w podcast on anchor uh raw talk with Ike raw favorite it check it out uh it's on itunes and all that i don't have an iphone but if you have an iphone <laughs> thank you for listening and mean, it's also on um I, I can't think of the other uh drinks right now but it's on a couple of it's across uh,
0: platforms, uh, right? Yeah, the Pocket Cast, Overcast, right? Yeah, radio Any, play
1: mm-hmm. anywhere you, podcast. You can check us out. Flood the drummer, drummer for justice, uh, raw talk. You can check us out anywhere's podcast. Check us out. We ain't going nowhere. We still here. We got more shit to come. This is just the beginner, so just stay tuned. Appreciate everybody seeing the day when I was out and about. Said they've been listening and everything. So maybe nice. you got more to come, man.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. And shout out to everybody who I know has been. Uh, you know, coming on anchor Gary Butler 15. Shout out to Lower SC Capital. Shout out to Mama to Rusty, yeah. Some of our listeners B-59. Uh, we were back on the air, uh, yeah. radio. So, shout out to all of them.
1: and shout out to White Mike, man. Shout like, out oh, to White Mike, man. Shout out to White Mike, man. Shout my to We're gonna have to you get, get, get together with
0: us, yeah. We're gonna have to get him on an episode too. Uh, yeah. uh and t- you know, talk with him. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. And on all, all actually all social media facebook twitter and instagram at flood the drummer uh, subscribe to the drumming for justice podcast on itunes anchor and whatever podcasts are available uh, i give you the a.m news aggregator every morning before 9 a.m given the stories you need to know to be informed and engaged and thank you for being tuned into this broadcast on may 10th ike raw and i broadcasting out of philadelphia so until next time for ike raw i'm Flood the drummer and i'm drumming for justice